yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, it too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stop talking. Fair point. Welcome to Demonstrate the Loop, a spooky Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk about everything from tech text discussions to set dissections. It's December, everyone. And we're doing a... <laughs> and we're the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Ooh. Emphasis oh, on the who? future. We're doing... Oh, um... Oh, wait. Are oh, we all uh, ghosts of future? I'm Daniel, the ghost mm-hmm. of Christmas. Uh, where what would I be? I don't know, man. I like I like old bordered cards a lot. So I'll, I'll say... Mm. Well, I, don't mm-hmm. care. I, I don't know. It's tricky. We're all the ghosts of Christmas future. I'm Daniel, ghost one. Yeah uh josh ghost number three say hello hello ghost number three yes and then drew ghost number two say hello hello very good very very (laughs) and genuinely that was nice um we're doing a predictions episode uh we're kind of doing that it's going to be a theme i think uh we're calling it visions yeah sort of yeah but yeah a, pre- a predictive series um mm. where we are going to be talking about what we think is kind of coming up in the space of magic and commander as a whole uh in the year of 2021 and today's mm. episode is if i recall correctly it is going to be that we're going to be talking about commander as a format a format commander as a <laughs> as a full mouth commander oh, as a Lord. format <laughs> we're talking Dave. about <laughs> we're gonna be talking (laughs) about commander as a format uh not Mm. necessarily um uh specific sets and the commanders that may be coming Mm. out there it might get touched Mm -hmm. on a little bit but we're going to be more specific in a later episode we're going to be talking about the changes that we think might be coming or things that we kind of hope to see happen or are worried that we might see happen is that correct yeah it mm-hmm, seems like mm-hmm. the most honest way to approach it because we're not um as much as we are for sure ghosts of christmas future we don't actually have future sight <laughs> oh. um, and so what what we're going to be doing is kind of we're going to be doing a gut check based on the pa- based on our pasts with magic our in the recent history of wizards and magic to try to predict to an extent but really to kind of say what we what we fear might happen in like a negative way or what we are hopeful might happen over in the course of magic and commander specifically for this episode in 2021. Well, what would we like to, what would, does anybody have any specific topic that they would like to start on? I have, I have one kind of interesting, fun mini game question. Uh, if we wanted to start with that, I feel like this one is a little bit more like just shoot off whenever you want to talk about whatever. Um, yeah. But I'm going to yeah, present yeah. this question first, okay. because us, all in all, last year was pretty good for Commander in the sense that I do believe only two things got outright banned in Commander. One was Lutri right off mm-hmm. the bat, right when <laughs> it was revealed, even before yes. it was released. And then Flash got the banned. But in regards to all of the other stink that was around Magic as a whole at the time, that was mm-hmm. the only card that... Lutri and Flash were the only cards that got the axe. So this is going to be an exercise. In, okay. in all of the new sets coming out next year, mm-hmm. which set do you think... Because, Ooh. you know, honestly, I'm not expecting a lot of bans. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. one set was going to have the card that had to be banned, out of Kaldheim... Uh, Strixhaven, Dungeons and Dragons, 
Modern Horizons 2, Innistrad Werewolves, Innistrad Vampires. Is Time Spiral Remastered going to have any new cards in it? Do we know? Um, I don't or is it just a reprint so. set? I so. I'm going to see so. if I can find, but I, I think that is a completely reprint set. I think that's Okay, the whole so, yeah, you know, don't worry so much about that one. But which yeah. one do we think, or which one do you guys think is going to have, like, a hmm. card that's going to be watched very closely and might even get the axe? Just, you know, looking at the sets that are coming out. I'll go ahead and say, ah, damn it. Okay, I'm going to say something I don't mean, and then I'm going to say something I might mean. Um, okay. uh, first thing I was going to say, um, it's Innistrad Vampires. Um, they're going to print uh, a vampire commander that just breaks vampires utterly. Vampires are already a really strong uh, tribe, and they're just going to make something so egregious, so downright stinky, that they got to get rid of it because they done goofed and they should have known better. Uh, that's kind of my joke I... answer, but then I realized that okay. a war realistic answer might be uh-huh. um they're gonna break wizard tribal somehow in Strixhaven. they're gonna do something that's okay. really interesting but they're gonna goof hard and it's gonna be too much wizards is already a very good tribe in commander yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've watched plenty of videos where someone is trying to do what they call fair wizards and the <laughs> decks still go off without having to do anything like, yeah, see, that was the thing. That just, was the thing. I was I was thinking about how strong vampires can be, and then I was going to be like, oh, they're going to break it. And then I was like, oh, wait, wizards. Strixhaven. Oops. It's, it's so finally Anala's time to shine. You're putting yours on a... It's, yeah, it's finally Anala's time to be the strong <laughs> wizard's day. Yeah, I bet. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. And I do want to touch on Innistrad because a part of me, this isn't my answer, but a mm-hmm. part of me is thinking mm-hmm. that they're going to overcorrect on werewolves. Because people have been wanting Ooh. a werewolf commander for so long, like an actual dedicated one, mm-hmm. and vampires have always been good. Yeah. But like yeah. werewolves are kind of a jank tribe. You know, we got like Edgar Markov, it's super good vampire. Mm-hmm. And even without that one, you still have like Olivia, I think. Olivia some of these, and Olinda. Yeah. Yeah. Just so many good vampires. So I was thinking that they're going to overcorrect into werewolves real real hard and they're gonna it might not be the commander itself but there Mm -hmm. might be a card in there that kind of is just a little too much that's that's not my answer but i was wondering if you guys kind of got that that feeling as well (laughs) i'd like to see that i definitely didn't uh, yeah, like I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. What I will say is now that now that you've put that thought into the air and it's completely Daniel's fault if it happens, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is, is that so like the the problem with like one of the most popular werewolf tribal commanders currently is Rurik Thar. Mm-hmm. And the reason for oh. that, um, let me actually pull up Rurik Thar to read it, because if you are in the audience and you know werewolves in general um, and then I read this, you may already be able to put it together rurik thar the unbowed specifically i don't know if there's a second one but it is this one in particular um Hmm. there's four a green and a red for a six six vigilance reach legendary creature ogre warrior he has rurik thar attacks each combat if able that's not the reason whenever i I get it i get where this is going yeah whenever a player casts a non-creature spell rurik thar deals six damage to that player so rurik thar is a very popular werewolf commander currently for, I mean, two reasons. One is in gruel colors, which are, as of Innistrad, 
those are the werewolf tribal does have mm-hmm. a lot of overlap with wolves and wolves are really in Naya, but werewolves in particular are very much centered in green red on the Innistrad sets that we've been to. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. werewolf mechanic is tied to your opponents, not playing spells on a given turn to get them to flip into their more powerful form. Now, there's not a lot of good ways to do that inherently in green red, mm. but Rurik Thar is kind of one of the best options because he Rurik Thar puts like a dampening effect on how many spells, one that they literally can cast in a game because mm-hmm. they'll just die and definitely how many they want to cast in a turn. Oh, like that's sure, cute. That's cute, your, yeah. your like, you know, mayor of Averbrook or whatever flipping mm-hmm. isn't ideal for them but are they really willing to spend 12 life to make that happen <laughs> and so what i what i think of with that uh with that idea that may push it too far and with what um the rules committee has banned recently um and what the rules committee's kind of like gut instinct on fun what they ban around is is mm-hmm. i feel like we're going to get a more push into like this gruel or maybe even naya prison slash stacks werewolf commander that's about preventing your opponents from casting the spells to flip your werewolves back Ooh. and because iona got banned just because it's a feel bad card it's not overly powerful hmm. it just ruins one player's game a really pushed or not even really pushed a slightly pushed like naya prison werewolf tribal commander in innistrad werewolves i think would get the ban even though werewolves is a super fun tribe but like what werewolves really wants isn't even like a tribal lord in the command zone what werewolf Mm -hmm. tribal wants is a way to prevent your opponents from casting spells well werewolf tribal wants stacks they want stacks they want Uh a naya stacks commander and I and if 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 they give like if the designers at Wizards go what like they, they approach it from not like a flavor perspective, but they go like, what does this tribe want mechanically? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's stacks yeah. in prison. And like that's and, well, I love that, especially for yeah. werewolves, but it's not fun to play against. And the I'll, RC has well, a, I'll tell you, I, path of I that kind of thing. I would rather see a really pushed Naya werewolves commander that is essentially something like a Rurik Thar plus. I'd rather see that yeah. than just, oh, here is the werewolves commander. Um, um, just your werewolves interflipped um, when this enters, mm-hmm. the ones in play flip, and they can't flip back. And they can't, yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of what see, I'm worried that, about. I would love yeah. to see yeah. what I would like for the Ruik Thar thing uh, go in that direction. And I think, mm-hmm. um, I think what would be cool and what I want to see is I want to see something out there. Like maybe it's not even, well, I guess it would have to be a werewolf. But, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to say something along the lines of whenever a werewolf you control transforms, I think is the is the keyword they use. Mm-hmm. I think it's transforms. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, back into a human or however they'd want to say it. They, you know, like, everybody, like, each opponent gets shocked. Like, per werewolf. Mm-hmm. And oh, so it's you. just yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, so if you have, like, like if you're going hard and you're like, hey, I got, like, eight wolves, you can turn them back into humans do it do it or kill yeah. them and then it's just like okay well whatever I'm, I'm gonna like shock you twice i'm gonna shock two of your werewolves hmm. it's like okay well at the end step my six other ones transform and then they deal that <laughs> i want the slug i want the werewolf slug but oh, i man. feel like there i feel like whatever's gonna happen it's gonna be very pushed i, I f- don't i i can't see them doing I can't I can't imagine that they would in standard Here's, in Naya of all things do a prison. 
here's prison what, effects. Uh, It'd be fun though. Not. Here's what Evil Drew would pre- like if I'm gonna make mm-hmm. a hardline prediction so that it can be proven wrong. And the Innistrad werewolves and vampires part of the story because I think with they have returned to the magic story, we're probably gonna get some story articles. We are going to get uh, like Innistrad is big for its you know gothic horror theming. They have they are pretty much getting rid of Eldrazi out of the storyline for at least uh, the next yeah. while. Emrakul's mm-hmm. in a moon. The other two are gone from Zendikar. We've already gotten to see Zendikar sans Eldrazi. And Innistrad, mm-hmm. we got to see a lot of it pre-Eldrazi. I think we're going to go back to that. But when we get back into that storyline, who is one of the most famous legendary characters from Innistrad? Thalia. We're going to see Thalia get bitten by a werewolf, and we're going to get it, we're going to get Rurik Thalia, who has a <laughs> Stax effect and Rurik Thar's slug effect on her. She's going to get bitten by I don't know whoever the other werewolf lord would be. And we're gonna get Rurik Thalia. Hunts Master of the Fells. Except yeah, for Hunts- now it's something Hunts Master of the Fells. It's Thalia, Hunts Master right. Hunts Masterer of the Fells. And it's just gonna <laughs> it's just gonna be a full on just slug and stacks commander. Okay. And then I, I mean, hmm. they're gonna print it in the vampires deck. That's gonna be the thing. It's gonna be in the vampires set, and they're like, we, we Oh, they're gonna do they're balance. gonna like a Pokemon it. They're gonna do they're like gonna Pokemon, Pokemon orange and red. Yeah, and then it's just like if you want the good be... werewolf lord, you have to get vampires. <laughs> well, it's the thing is in werewolves, there's gonna be just like a werewolf lord in the zone. Oh who, no, there's gonna buffs, be there's gonna be werewolves on flip and werewolves on flip. <laughs> there's gonna be werewolves that don't transform unless you trade them. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, you've got to get the MTG yeah, just, game link cable, <laughs> or just it's it, the werewolf mechanic is if this creature has exchanged controllers, flip it, and then it mm. flips over. So there's like harmless offering effects or whatever. Well, actually, harmless offering was printed in the Innistrad set. Yeah, so in uh, Eldritch Moon, oh, yeah, bring yeah. it back. Okay, um, my yeah, so, my so, real answer <laughs> for which one I think is going to have the busted thing. Yes. Okay. okay. Um. For Commander, something that's going to get banned in Commander outright. Because, mm-hmm. you know, any of these is still fair game for Standard. Yeah. But I, you know, I was thinking about Ikoria. And, like, Lutri mm-hmm. is a very bizarre thing. So if something is going to be banned, I don't think it's going to be in a return set. Because return mm-hmm. sets don't mm-hmm. have as much to prove. Ikoria yeah, had a lot sure. to prove. It was a new place. They were throwing Godzilla all over it. They said, guys, look at this new plane, new set, new mechanics, commanders in the in standard. Everything is wild. And you go, okay. So I'm trying to think of looking at these, which one do I think is going to have to try its absolute hardest? And I do think it's Strixhaven. I think there's going to be okay. something yep. in Strixhaven is like, because Kaldheim is Vikings, Mm-hmm. Vikings are cool. People like weapons. Strixhaven is obviously Harry Potter bait. I know that. <laughs> wizards know that. And wizards know that. Um, <laughs> and, and so I'm thinking that there's going to be something there. Mm-hmm. What it is, okay. I'm not quite sure. But I'm, I want to see. What I would like to see is, because, you know, it's a school of mages. I want to see, like, yeah. staffs, wands as equipment. And Ooh. I thought a cool way to do wands in a spell casting school would be something along the lines of imprint. Like if a wand Ooh, had like oh, a two imprint. mana spell imprinted on it, like, you know, like a, oh. like a shock. And then it's just the equipped creature taps and then you copy the spell and cast it. Cause that's mm-hmm. the wand with the okay. shock on it. Okay. It's the shock so kind wand. Of, kind of have like, uh, maybe something like a cycle of isochron 
uh, scepter esque things for wands. Yeah, I'm thinking, but like as an equipment, it makes it a little bit more fair. I thought that that would be neat, but I think that what they would end up doing is essentially making an equipment version of the one card that's banned in Commander, which is the one that just says, hey, when this Mm -hmm. enters the battlefield, imprint an instant or sorcery from your hand onto it, and on your upkeep, you may copy it and cast it. And the reason why it's banned is because if you play it and get an extra turn spell under it, you get them infinite turns. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. And so yes. I'm, I'm, that's kind of what I'm thinking is they're just going to, they're just going to print that again, knowing full well, but in standard, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have that big of effect. I don't think there's okay. any currently there's, yeah. extra turn spells for mm-hmm. that to really be busted. And also as yeah. an equipment, you know, in like a, a blue white, like equipment deck. It's just like, Hey man, cigar to aid, throw this out here, take extra turns forever. Mm-hmm, and you know, yeah. and then you could do that. And so that's where I'm thinking it's going to be in Strixhaven. Okay. See, okay. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm on board with you for it being Strixhaven, just not for that reason. So my thing for Strixhaven is actually, it's, I think that, I think we're going to see a card in Strixhaven get banned in Commander. And my actual reason is really because of Eldraine. And it's, <laughs> oh, and this it's, is going to be something in Strixhaven that is busted with a card from Eldraine? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not in combination. I think that Strixhaven as a set is going to have been approached and is going to roll out in a very similar way to Eldraine. Interesting. I think oh, that Eldraine, okay. Eldraine as this, you know, Grimm's fairy tale world that has, I mean, let's, let's face it. Grimm's fairy tale have like dark undertones to them, but they are for children. So they mm-hmm. are approachable for children, but they are literally a wolf in sheep's clothing of a set is what Eldraine turned out to be. Mm-hmm. I think Strixhaven is the exact same thing. I think we're going to Strixhaven with the, the Harry Potter world thing about it. We're like, okay, kid friendly wizards there's going to be a school the school is going to be populated by like kids and stuff doing magical spells and there's going to be just a ton of busted stuff that breaks like a <laughs> lot of formats in it uh and it's going to be i think it's going to be the same wolf and sheep's clothing that we got with eldraine where eldraine is like i i still think i love eldraine as a set i think it's great and limited mm-hmm. uh but it has uh you can't even argue that it is negatively impacted most formats that its cards are allowed to run rampant in. Oka, for an for an example, right. is banned everywhere but Commander. I think. Yeah, I think I think just about at this point, the thing I can't think of, like aside from, aside from really like the Great Hinge, what mm-hmm. what in what in Throne is like that bonkers in Commander. I well, that's the Commander. thing. Like it's hmm. it's of the year, and and I do kind of look at it, I guess, by elimination to an yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Modern mm-hmm. Horizons one didn't get anything banned in Commander. I don't. I really don't think that two was going to. Time no. Tower Remasters all reprints, so they would uh, any card printed there that would get banned is already banned now. Yeah, so that um, doesn't count. Yeah, yep. and so that's my thing. Is like it's of the sets that are on the release schedule. I like. I, I think their Pokemon set of uh, Pokemon werewolf version and vampire version. Like, I don't think there's anything there that's going to mm. be ban worthy. No, because I think because there's a ceiling to how strong tribal is going to be. If things are like actually tribal and not like mm. Rurik Thalia, where this just really benefits what a tribe wants to do. <laughs> right. The in like Kaldheim. I, I think what we will see in the Kaldheim cards is I do think we're going to see like some powerful equipment there. But one equipment are not strong in commander. 
uh and hmm. two or at least like in a band worthiness like kind of if yeah. i'm evaluating <laughs> on that <laughs> level they yeah. are just any given equipment i just think has a hard time selling that it is band worthy and i think kaldheim is mostly going to be aesthetic driven from what we've seen so far we're recording this on the 14th we've seen some key art um get revealed by wizards mm-hmm. i think kaldheim is mostly going to be an aesthetics set i think it's going to be a set that's about visuals and flavor i don't think it's going to be a power first set at all yeah didn't they didn't they announce some um, something about it being the month of metal or something like that what, what was the wording Did yeah this is one of, like a bunch of heavy metal looking art it looks yeah. sweet yeah. like all yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. looks great yeah, but I, yeah, I that makes me agree is, that it's aesthetic. I mm-hmm. all I want is just an a, like a six drop artifact that just does the thing that the Kaldheim plane does, or just make it an enchantment. Oh, sure. from uh, from planes from, chase. From planes chase. That's all I want. Wait, I want it to be where everybody play? plays with the top card of their library revealed, and you can't cast anything that shares a type with any of the cards <laughs> on top of anyone's deck. Viking all, I want stacks. that. <laughs> Viking stacks. It's a big snowy mountain. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but All right, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't think the only thing I could think, and I don't think it'll be because I do think because in the precon they showed that snow's back. I think Kaldheim's going to have snow. Ah, yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah. maybe they do something because as of right now, the answer to snow permanence is pretty non-existent. Like nobody's yeah. going to run them because they're overcosted yeah. and bad. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so currently, snow only has upside. Yep. So if they push that too far in standard without having the appropriate answers then maybe maybe something could sneak in. But I really feel like hmm. this is going to be a lot like Ikoria, where once the dust settles, you're probably not going to see a lot of Kaldheim being played in places. I think you will see Kaldheim get played for flavor and aesthetics. I don't yeah, think it's yeah. going no, that's to a really... Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's going to... like. I don't think Kaldheim resonate, resonates now because people are like, oh, imagine the powerful Vikings I can run in my modern deck. People right. want Kaldheim now because they want to play a card that has an art of a Viking on it. Yeah, and yeah so yeah. like that, I think that's the big push for why, why I, you know, I could be wrong, yeah. but I think that's why no, fans no, no. have been pushing I, for Kaldheim yeah. for so long. And I think that that is what Wizards wants to deliver with it. I don't I, think they're going to put much powerful in here. Yeah, I definitely think we will see people playing viking stacks decks but it's going to mainly be yeah. for the aesthetics it's not going to be because it's a powerful deck <laughs> yeah. all right cool well that was that was my sort of a setup question for <laughs> that kind of prediction uh, like who else it. has a piece that they want to present well, i'll tell you we're gonna look really foolish if we all three got in on strixhaven being it and we're just wrong we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have some oh, real, no. real eczema how, how on will our face the good name of this podcast ever survive <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll mess up and like the dritz card in forgotten realms is gonna be just like a zero mana with every keyword on it and be like a super urza uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't right. read enough ra salvatore to know everything that that character can do but if they're trying to do too much of what the character can do in magic it'll just get busted and then but i mean even urza is still like isn't banned even though like the tune yeah. urza list is just like a mono blue turbo mm-hmm. stacks awful like if that's not getting banned like there's there's a lot that's on the banned list currently that i do just on its face disagree with and think is silly but like hmm. I don't know if it's enough for just sheer power level even to actually get something banned. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have some stuff that's gross. Yeah, from in the what format I, my understanding is that if something is powerful, 
And like, that's okay. But so long as the play experience isn't, cause yeah, I do feel like Urza mm-hmm. is one of those decks where like, you know, once they go off, it's over. Like once yeah. they have infinite mm-hmm. mana, it's that, and that's the race, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think in like, I mean, yeah, obviously the CDH table, I'm sure tuned billion counters and whatnot, Yep. but like outright, the text on him isn't restrictive in and of itself. The decks sure. around him are yeah. restrictive, but Urza on his built. face mm-hmm. is not going to stop you from playing magic. And so sure. like, for me, like where, where I, th- I think the um, I'm going to call it the sour spot because of it being about a ban. But like, <laughs> I think the sour spot that a card has to hit because we had like in this past year, we had Kennen drop and Kennen is ridiculous. The previous mm-hmm. year we had the elf ooze wizard that was just like vanifar uh, birthing yeah vanifar we had birthing pot on a stick and so i think i think what has to happen uh we talked about this whenever we did our core 21 set review um is that the teferi that got printed in that set is not a cedh card even though we look at it go this is a powerful card in commander and it's and it's powerful in a way that is a nightmare for casual tables, but is just not even in the conversation at a competitive table. I huh. feel like you have to hit roughly Urza's power level, but have something about the card that gets it played in casual pods is kind of the sour spot you have to hit to really get a ban. Iona is a really good example, is a really famous banned card. Uh, yeah. In that Iona is not, even prior to this, was not really getting that kind of play at a CEDH table. It's too narrow, it's too high-costed, it doesn't win the game on it. But at a casual table, that card is an absolute nightmare for at least one player, if not multiple and that's mm, why mm-hmm. it gets the axe. And so it's not just pure power level. It's almost like you have to sneak the power level into a card that is getting played at a casual level to actually get it banned. And that's why I think Strixhaven's going to be the card. It's going to you have to wolf in sheep's clothing it a bit to actually mm-hmm. get it banned. And that's kind of why I think Strixhaven's going to be the set, if any, that are going to have it. Well, I hope we're I right. Gorgia, I gorgia. What is yep. the what's the next thing that we're going to predict successfully? I think we've well, all downed yeah. on Strixhaven saying, "Hey, this is where the <laughs> this is where the busted stuff's going to be." Yeah, if there's going to be a ban, <laughs> I expect it in Strixhaven. Yeah. yeah. Well, I w- I was going to ask, um, do you like? I don't know how um entirely uh next year has been revealed. Well, I guess pretty much whole, all of next year has been revealed at this point, huh? All all of the main uh, all of the main sets. So we know that it's okay. uh, going to be Caldheim, Time Sorrow Remastered. Strixhaven, and that's through mm-hmm. the middle of the year, and then throughout the rest of the year from there is the D and D Adventures in the Forgotten Realm set, Modern Horizons yeah. two, and then Innistrad Werewolves and Vampires. Um, for some reason, mm-hmm. all of the stuff I'm finding doesn't have where Core 2022 is going to be, but I assume that's oh, I don't see that either. Uh, Dungeons and yeah. Dragons is taking the place of Core. Oh, that's oh, okay. right. That's, that's right. Yeah. Core set. Okay. okay. Well, okay. my question was like, uh, when or I guess if, but I feel like it's pretty confident that like, uh, when do you think we'll see a Commander Legends two? What do you think? Not hmm. next year. Uh, not next year? You don't uh, think so? No. Well, not next year because it's not on the map. But. Gavin mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. did a Good Morning Magic, I think it was today even, where he talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. actually pretty explicitly. Because one of the reasons why it took so long to get this their set done was because it had to go through a lot of vigorous testing. Mm-hmm. And then sense. it had to actually release and then uh-huh. get the feedback from there. So... There could have been ideas on the back burner, like sure, like things that they mm-hmm. haven't done, but he did explicitly say it's just like right now they're monitoring how it does. 
And then if it like has, because it's, it's one thing to release it and then just like, you know, and I think modern horizons two was two years apart. Modern Horizons mm-hmm. 1 was two years ago, yeah? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Modern Horizons 1 did not come out this year. I do think it came out last year. So with it so I'm, 2021, that's two years. I'm thinking maybe a two, maybe three, because there's a little bit more bits and bobs, I think, because Modern Horizons yeah. is essentially just stuff in modern that is good for the archetypes while bringing in a couple new things, where you can be a lot more open with something like Commander. So I would say probably two, two years at the least, maybe three. Okay, okay. Well, I do think somewhere I, in between there we're going to get Battlebond 2 because Gavin has been talking about Battlebond 2 ever since he first started ever talking about Commander Legends. Okay, okay. Well, one thing... Okay, yeah, one thing that I... I don't know if we'll see it this year, but what I would kind of like to see at some point is um, some fixed two-color partner commanders. Like Commander Legends hmm. Two would be a good spot for it, but where where were, where was Partner first released? I I don't remember. Uh, Commander uh, twenty sixteen, the four color Commander twenty sixteen. Yeah, the twenty sixteen. Yeah, pre-cons. there were um two. There were there are two two color Partner legendaries of each enemy color pair, and then one mm-hmm. of each allied color pair, and they were split amongst the five uh four color Precon commanders that were kind of the marquee bit of that set. So gotcha. like Saskia had. Ton of the Blood Sower, Ravo Soul Tender, and Timna the Weaver in it. So it had the two enemy mm-hmm. color, white, black for Ravos and Timna, and then the green, red uh, Tana. I know that one off the top of my head because that's the precon from that set that I bought. Um, but yeah, that, right. that's kind of like the design there. I also, yeah. I think for a previous episode, I researched mad deeply into uh, <laughs> all of the partners for, oh, for uh, the Companions yeah. episode. Yeah, the Companions episode. Oh, okay, episodes. okay. Yeah. And I just, yeah. and like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, I. I don't know them as well as you might. I feel like when it comes to these two color partner commanders, it's like you've got ones like Thrasios Triton hero who sits mm. in the spot where it's just like super efficient, absolutely mm. wonderful mana dump at any point in the game, essentially. For sure. Um, so you got that going on the two color partner commanders. And then you've got like, I don't know, there's just other ones that don't matter because they're not there's ton of the blood zone <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i don't combat is a 2-2 with trample and deals uh-huh. combat damage and makes a bunch of zapperlings i mean and i can I... I can explain yeah. this to you pretty easy i think and it mm-hmm. is this it because the real issue and i think me and drew touched on this in the other episode um mm-hmm. about c- companions maybe we'll link it in the bottom i don't know mm-hmm. um who's to say is that honestly with the two color partner pairs uh-huh. The main issue is not all of them. The yeah. main issue is about three of them, but big, but <laughs> yeah. big issue. Yeah. Like Thrasios on its own, a two drop with a mana sink that's uh-huh. card draw or land ramp is super mm-hmm. good as just a guy. Yeah. Like it's just a guy that's great. The yeah. busted part is the partner. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with Vile Smasher. Mm-hmm. If Vile Smasher didn't have partner, I don't think anyone would nah. care. But the fact yeah. that you can just attach two more colors like green and blue to it. So you're dealing out damage while you're just having a value engine. Like Mm -hmm. it it's in, it's incredibly good. And Tim to the Weaver is the same thing. I think Krom Ludovic's Opus sees a little bit of play in that too, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that one's quite as common. It's really Mm -hmm. just, there's like the three that really kind of ruin it for everybody else. 
Yeah. The, the key thing with the partners, at least in the in in their and them being format warping, is kind of like twofold. It's um in the same actual. Uh, it's convenient that we recorded today. So in the same Good Morning mm-hmm. Magic today, he uh, Gavin was doing a Q and A about Commander Legends, and he was specifically asked about the two color partner. The mm-hmm. thing with the two color partner is it's even more so than like even if let's say you know thrasios was a vanilla creature with partner i guess so apart from the partner was otherwise vanilla it's the ability to add two colors into your deck in commander like the the color identity restriction is a big deal people run timna thrasios because you just get access to the four best colors for interaction in the game and you get all four. Oh, okay. okay. So like right. you, and that's the, that's one of the, like, cause Timna the Weaver is not incredibly strong, but she does uh-huh. draw you cards. She costs you life to do yeah. it, but she also gains you life to negate that. And she's low CMC. So yeah, it's like a three drop, right? Yeah. She's, she's, she's one of black yeah. and a white. So like that's, that's more so. And that's why I think, cause like a lot of the, a lot of the monocolor partners from commander legends, especially at mythic, a lot of mm-hmm. those are pushed and really like Sakashima as an example, Sakashima one is already yeah. hitting, you know, secondary market at 20, 30, $40, which mm-hmm. makes sense if you have read the card. And so like, yes, it's a thing where, but no, like I at least have not seen, I am not making the complaint. I don't even feel the complaint. That's like, Oh, well bunk these partner commanders from commander legends are going to ruin the format. And it's because getting Mm -hmm. one additional color at most is just not like that is enough of a kind of rein in of that, that you can really push them at mono color. You have to be so careful at two color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the balancing, the balancing, especially now that the bandaid is off because of commander legends is Mm -hmm. impossible. I don't even know if they would try. I think they would go find the three Mm -hmm. most played, balance them with those and then stop is what they would probably I will say this. I'm going to say that my prediction is that we won't see them. I don't think we'll see them for a while. (laughs) I think maybe, you know what? Five years. I think that they'll, (laughs) they'll bring them back and they'll try to make new ones. I would like to see, cause there's a couple color combinations that only got one. Mm -hmm. Uh And I would Uh like it if there was like a second Rakdos one or a second Demir one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, just just because it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, only one Azorius. There, there, there's one. only there's only one of each of the allied colors, and that was actually um, oh, in, in oh. the design articles about Commander 16. That's because those color combos just had more legends, and so to oh. when designing the partners, they they oh. specifically did them in kind of that ratio so that they helped to balance the two color commander options that were not allied color so that Mm -hmm. that was an actual that was an intentional choice whenever they at least were initially like obviously in the future that may not be the case because there are just now yeah a billion commanders printed every year but that Uh that was the reason that they are currently kind of mismatched i i guess what i'm i want to say is that i want them to make a different intentional choice now because (laughs) i like demir Uh and i like rakdos granted their rakdos partner you know, just print it a second time with a slightly different name. I don't care. Like, <laughs> make it Jar functionally identical. Oh, yeah. It's, Jar no, it's, the angry. No, no, oh, it's a different yeah. printing of Vile Smasher because Vile Smasher is the name of the goblin. So it's Vile Smasher mm. the Mad or Vile okay. Smasher the Pissed. And you just, <laughs> you just let it go. So I think that yeah. all that said, my prediction for your question, Josh, is I don't think yes. we're going to see any of those next year at all. Okay. Um, and okay. probably not for okay. a while. Not until they've gotten a little better 
It'll be after Commander Legends 2 unless they really pull the rug out from under me for right. Commander Legends 2 and throw them in there. I, yeah. I mean, unless things like for my for my personal preference, like I would rather them like with at least the track record that I've seen, I would personally be completely fine if I never saw a two color flat partner again, <laughs> only saw uh-huh. monocolor flat partner and saw more partner with. I actually really enjoy partner with partner. I with. like that you <laughs> can split what would be one overpowered card across two cards and now it's just fine. It seems to be how they've done that so far. Like, what would be one busted card? All right, if we make that two cards, is it cool? Yeah. All right, let's just do that. And like, maybe we see some partner withs that are three color. I think we saw so we saw some of that, that in the last uh, commander uh, pre cons yeah. where there was like one of the partner was mono color, the other one was dual color. I like well, that. I like kind of yeah. how those well. Characters I have played. this is a prediction, and I'm going to give this Ooh, prediction right now. Right. It's not for next year, and eventually we will get back to next year. Mm. <laughs> my prediction All right. my prediction for battle bond 2 and yeah. this is i think this would be amazing <laughs> is that you have all of the legends the same all of the yeah. legends are all of the same people but okay. they've teamed uh, up yeah. with a different Someone member yep. so instead oh. like it's it's Virtus and zinder split <laughs> And it's That's like exactly Ocon what I was and say. Gorm. Yes. And it's just yes. like, so big beaters, you got to block them. And also, they also have Menace or something. And then uh, the other one's just like, oh, hey, whenever you would um, flip a coin, uh, each opponent takes a damage or something with Virtus. Or you could yeah. do even a more differenter thing where you can have them have partner with, and then there's like two separate options, like partner with Ocon or partner with Gorm. And do it like that, but you can only partner with one or the other, and that mm. might be interesting. But I'm, I'm gonna see. I want to see Virtus teaming up with. Give me Virtus and. Uh, oh, who's mm. the who's the uh, the dragon? Who was the dragon that was with the knight? Oh, what was it? Corvath. Cor- uh, Cor- Corvath. Yeah, it's Corvath because uh, it's Corvath's fury or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like so Virtus and Corvath, and he just rides on the dragon. It's like dragons you control have whenever they deal combat damage to a player, you cut their life total in half. Good God. <laughs> Good God. And then the other one is just like um, uh assassins you control have flying. <laughs> Jeez. Good lord. Um okay. well that gave okay, that gave me a thought that's not quite as silly. Um Okay. Do you think we could see something like uh, a pr- is this somewhere... about next year? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is about Bad One Two, which is happening next year for sure. Um, <laughs> do you think you could see something like partners with legendary dragons, something like that, where it's like it's it's a partners with, but it's not just no. one other card, but it's not just no no no. You don't think that's so? that's essentially what they tried to do with companion. And if you just make ah, it that okay. flat, yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be way too good. Because it's, it's like the same problem, right? You have like a three-color yeah. dragon, you add a fourth color to it in a thing that isn't okay. even yeah. like yeah. pretending to be powered down. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. like, that's insane. That'd be insane. I'd that see, would almost be worse, I think, than just any kind of two-color <laughs> pair. Than just being uh-huh. a two-color <laughs> flat partner. Yeah. I mean, like... I, the interesting thing is I think that for me I actually see that and I go like that I think it's too limited from a design perspective like there's just not mm-hmm. a lot of places to go it's easy to like as, even if it's just based on like creature types right it's like mm. we know how many creature types there are so it's like okay we're just gonna go down this list I, I like, mean yeah there's plenty that don't got it yeah oh the, the, every card doesn't have it currently that's what I'm saying <laughs> 
No, I mean, like, there's a there's plenty of tribes. Like, you know, give me yeah. my um, uh. my trilobites. Let's get the trilobites rolling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think we're gonna see any rules changes? Oh, in the next for, year. Okay. Next year. Uh, I guess commander specifically, but obviously commander has kind of hitched its wagon to the rest of magic. So I guess if there's a yeah. change in the rules of magic. That would also then impact Commander specifically. Um, I think they're going to. I think this past um, year we saw the London Mulligan, right? Or maybe it was a little bit before that. Oh, that's right. I do think that was the start of. Le- no, no, that was right before the end of two years ago. Okay. I think. Okay. Oh, yeah, like yeah, it's might have been the Mulligan rule hmm. changes. We changed with that. So we think Mulligan. Uh, I don't think any Mulligan changes. Let me. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I am predicting. What I, what I no. will say. What I will say, because the London Mulligan for people, um, it, this is more so in standard. I haven't really seen the Mulligan rule impact Commander in my personal experience, but you know, other people may have had different experience. Other people may play more than me, um, but I know that in standard, the London Mulligan makes opening hands very consistent because mm. you can essentially over you can like. The uh, the partial Paris Mulligan that Commander started with had the problem of you could be very greedy with the lands that you put into your deck because you could kind of sculpt your hand really well at the start to correct for mm-hmm. that deck building mistake. Currently in Standard, you can kind of overstuff your deck with lands because you can just kind of wheel your hand away and then get rid of the excess lands that you've got. And so you always have enough lands there. And so I wonder if like, because I will say that I have found since I started playing, I have found every other version of the mulligan rule in Magic the Gathering more engaging for me, the player, than the London Mulligan. The London Mulligan for me, for my play, has been the worst of them, just from a fun perspective. I've never been, I've never felt that I've lost based on how Mulligan rules work, but I definitely have found that the Mulligan rule as it currently stands is the least interesting that I have played with in nine years. That's hard for me to comment on because I don't feel like I've tested very many. I feel like the only Mulligan versions I've, I've done are where it currently sits and then at various points where I just kind of obstinately was like, well, there's one land, so I got to keep it. <laughs> Which is yeah, not an I effective way to be. Before, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. The what are the odds I keep this classic <laughs> strategy? Yeah, I have rolled yeah. for keep for keep. So um, hard that's, to say. that's interesting. If there was a change, because Commander usually just adopts whatever Standard is doing. So if it changes yep. in Standard, but the thing about uh-huh. it is that I think that the London Mulligan is so... Uh, it makes standard consistent. It like, makes, makes standard you, consistent. It makes, it's so yeah. nice for newer players to diminish yeah. the feel bads. Yeah. I don't think the London Mulligan is going anywhere unless we have something even less punishing. Um, mm. I was mm-hmm. a big fan of just you know I like I like the classic just uh, you don't like this hand you get the free Mulligan but then after that you're only drawing six huh. after that it's only five and yeah. you don't. Like, so I no like but I like no variance a lot. Yeah, no well, scrying. It, yeah, I like just the raw numbers. There was the okay. in between that there was the Vancouver, which is you do that and then you scry one, right? Mm. And like I I think huh. both of those are more interesting than the than the current one. It, for me as a player. Granted, yeah. I play social magic, so like I don't I'm not, you know, playing with right. money on the line or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, like it's definitely I definitely think the London Mulligan for me has been the least interesting mulligan. 
Yeah, I, 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 I do agree, but I can't imagine that will go anywhere. I think if a change yeah. happens next year, if, if one was gonna happen, like a full-on rules change, mm-hmm. what I would like to see because of Commander Legends, and it would be nice if this uh, pandemic would clear up pretty quick. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think once people get into stores and maybe like the 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 um, card actors guild. Uh, what are they called? The the CAG. What? The CAG, yeah. The, the, the commander, the commander. Advisory group. Uh, Advisory group, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I feel like once people are back into it, and I'm hoping that once people are back into it, someone's really going to workshop the idea of getting Monarch somewhere. Like some way to implement it. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it, to implement it in a way where it's available every game. I think it's probably going to stick to like a rule zero thing of just like, if your play group wants to implement it in a fun way, you know, Mm. go ahead and do it. But I, I would personally Ah, like to see them force it. I'd love it if they made that have to happen. See, Yeah. I I feel like the, (laughs) the way, and I definitely, I, I I love the concept. I I don't know how they do it because I feel like if you just made it, that's what I'm saying. Once um, people are yeah. like can get together and really workshop the thing, yeah, and maybe yeah. you know maybe at some point we'll do an episode of hey, how would we implement Monarch yeah. or whatever? But that's not this yeah, episode, and I don't want to talk about right. that. Okay, then I won't talk about it. I won't talk also, about it because because I, I think I think there though that there are a couple things in the commander community that are like regularly talked about about the rules right there mm. is the I mean monarch is kind of a permutation of what do you do about fourth in a game of commander right like there's the, oh there's yeah that is a part of it, it's what do you it? do about who goes in fourth to kind of even that a bit i i like and i i definitely um if if anyone listening hasn't already the command zone has now I think done two that are like very in-depth stats episodes about the format um and that's one of the ones i think they did it in their first one like i have not experienced going forth has like hitting me that much in a game really but there is some statistical merit to that argument and monarch is kind of like a uh it is a alleviation to that thing where like the fourth player starts with monarch or something like that for me it just gets into I, the the con that I always hear when that one is brought up is that it incentivizes hasty aggro decks, right? That's what I'm thinking. If the thinking. fourth player yeah. has it, but I'm going first, I can hit them before they get to draw with Monarch because yeah, exactly. of how Monarch works, right? Yeah. So, but at the same time, aggro creature based decks are not a problem in Commander at all. Like it's that that's the mm-hmm. that's the thing that in any given game you know you're liable to see. So every deck is on some level prepared for it. It's why infect decks are not that scary. It's hmm. just because they have to hit you with their creatures. Like, and so if, if you, if that kills you, you see it coming. And so like, I don't necessarily think that that's enough of a boogeyman to like scare me off of the idea, but it's that example does exist where I do see a lot more decks running, you know, zero one drop hasty creatures and just kind of making it worse for the fourth player because not only do you not get the monarch thing yeah you get you, you get beat on right at the somebody start. else gets because because people if it life. was implemented like cag style like it was actually yeah. part of the rules people would change how they would approach their deck building it would no, happen. for sure for because sure. like if it was like an official rule and that's the thing i personally yeah. would not implement it on the fourth player i mm. the reason i like the monarch cards is because there's a two or three options maybe where you spend yeah. less than three mana to get it. 
Every other one is like, hey, you've cast a four drop enchantment or a five drop creature or a six drop sorcery. Hey, Mm -hmm. Monarch, because you're doing the cool stuff. I want to reward the cool stuff. And I try to implement it that way. I don't want yeah. I don't want no peasant going forth to have it automatically. That's <laughs> not monarch. Why would they be the king? The king is not gonna be the, the king fourth person the king. who well, needs yeah. a crutch. No, you gotta get it somehow. But like I said, yeah. I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about other stuff. Um, if yeah. it's not that, then I think maybe the hybrid rules change. I don't know where the last the thing one. was. That's one of the other real big ones. Yeah. But that's the, the other the, one I see talked about a lot. Yeah, is the, is the hybrid rules change. And like the big thing there, I have come around more to it than I have been in the past. Um, but like it's really for me kind of the problem with the hybrid rules change. Uh, it, the, the hard thing for me is that as a player, if someone is if someone sits down to play with me and they have built their deck for what the people who want that rules change, I will, I am fine with them playing with that deck. I don't care in my pods. I think the big thing comes down to what grievances about the format, what things to make the format better should be hard in line rules and which ones should just be a gut check when you sit down to the pod. Like a right? rule zero thing. Yeah. Cause, cause that, hmm. that's kind of the biggest question there that, I mean, that's even, that's really as deep as like color identity and stuff. Like that one is probably, that one's a bit more tied to the identity of the format. Right. But like really with the, with the hybrid thing, it comes down to you want that rule changed because you want someone to be able to play that without having to talk to the pod. Right. Cause yeah, like yeah. I, if that's, if someone has a kitchen finks in their mono green deck, I'm gonna let that ride. I could care less. And so I don't, it, I don't want them to not be able to do that because like, I think it shifts the game. I will play with it. But mm-hmm. I think I, I think we have to say like, it's, do we think that? Cause that, that argument comes up at least once a year. And so it's mm-hmm. where does that land in its viability for actually getting that rule changed or anything like it? Right. Is there, is there any, is there any other thing that gets talked about that could basically could, that could, that could elicit a rules change and not just a rule zero that and talk to your play group about it instead of us changing the rules. Yeah. I think that what it comes down to for me is one of those, because I remember, um, who was it? It was, um, oh, the magic judge. What's her name? Charlotte? Charlotte oh. Sable? Charlotte. I, it, it, I had never known about, her name. No, I thought she was um, just the magic judge. And what it comes down to, because they were talking about a ban or an unban of a thing, of just like, what all actually gets added with the change? Mm-hmm. Like, because there, mm-hmm. there are 884 cards. But if we make this change for hybrid, how many, realistically, mm-hmm. how many of these cards actually matter? Like, mm-hmm. what are the mm-hmm. ones that anyone cares about? Because I can only off the top of my head think of maybe five, six that would like want to bring themselves into other decks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's figuring that out. Because if it's only going to make it where like, hey, six or seven cards are now seeing play in decks that they normally wouldn't, is that enough to like change the whole rules of how the thing works? Mm-hmm. Like, is the yeah. impact enough? 
Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because like, yeah. it's like for me, when I look at that argument, uh. the biggest thing is that Beseech the Queen can now go into every deck. And because it's, it's hybrid is that the other side of it is uh. colorless, right? So like, but one, a six mana tutor, even though it tutor for anything, right? It's just not going to be in that many decks. Like, I know mm. that. Uh, like on a literal level yes if you were to change the hybrid rules now beseech the queen is legal in every deck and every deck probably will proxy it at least once and then go like oh this is not really worth it i'm gonna cut beseech <laughs> yeah the queen i think i think people would get really excited at the start this is how i imagine it working out a lot mm-hmm. of people get really pumped and there mm-hmm. might be a couple of decks that like have a new way to go infinite or something but i feel yeah. like what's going to end up happening is a lot of people will look at these cards and go hmm Hmm. Okay. Well, nice to know that I could, and then they won't. They just won't. And so it's kind of it's kind of what I'm seeing. Like maybe Una Queen of the Fey in like a mono blue deck, but I mean, yeah, yeah. whatever. That's not. It's, it's the the most the most pulling argument that I have seen in favor of it is is kind of the flip side. Like I don't agree with it on this basis, but I mean it's the flip side of. Uh, because it impacts so few cards, it's not going to negatively impact the format that much. It's kind of like the opposite mm. of the argument of the juice is not worth the squeeze on it. It's like, oh, it's is barely even a thing. Just do it, and then people will shut up about it, basically. But the the flip side of it, and this one, I will say, in like to to present the point in like absolute terms, I don't agree with it for every player. But it's the idea that I could be a new player, probably a younger player who's heard about Commander, and I know the general things where I have to be in my Commander's colors. And, like, color identity is not a thing I fully understand, and I happen to have access to some hybrid cards. And so, like, the minutia of that rule is lost on me. I maybe not be... I maybe am am excited to play, and I'm not really, like, hardline referencing the internet when deck building Mm -hmm. a lot. And I may just show up to a table, and then, like, I have this deck that I worked on as my first deck, and then I'm told that I can't play because I'm breaking some hybrid rule that hmm. that's like, that's been the, that's been kind of the most pulling for me, but it does have some problems. Again, one it's, I would let that person just sit down and play like for me at least. Right. Yeah, I'm not it's that hard much for a... me to, it's hard for me to like, I know it probably has happened or does happen. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know what it's, I guess it's difficult for me to imagine a scenario where somebody's hmm. just like, Oh man, you know what? I want to get into commander right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to grab like a Ikoria and just get all these and I'm going to grab Obosh and shove it in a mono black deck, but in the deck, just like in the 99 in the 99 yeah. with, without like ever questioning. Cause you know, we did like to look at it and be like, Hmm, like, and you know, in the example of just like not knowing how color works, when I first saw these kinds of things, my first question was what color is this? And then I looked and it says, oh, it is both. It is both colors. But like, I never looked at this and said, oh, this is either black or red because it, Mm -hmm. it has both colors represented everywhere else on the card. Half of the border is red. The other half is black. It's got both of the mana symbols. I would never just assume looking at this without anybody telling me what it's supposed to represent. Mm-hmm. It's because it looks like a jarbled mess. It's a very confusing <laughs> mana cost. I would, right. like, I would say, what does this mean? And then I would ask. 
and mm-hmm. and I don't. But and maybe maybe people don't mm-hmm. do that, and they're just like, oh no, I instinctively know that this means either or, and yeah. not like both. Well, and it's the thing like uh-huh. it's I I have said on this show before that it's the idea that somebody builds a commander deck without the internet entirely is I think just pure fiction. I just don't think it happens. Um, at least mm-hmm. I don't think that it happens to a large enough degree. Like I, and I typically see this in a conver- in conversations about rules, complexity of commander. Like, I don't think that there is, I mean, there's a point where you could make the deck building rules so strict that people just didn't want to play it, but yeah. I don't think you could make mm-hmm. them so strict that people could not figure out how to build a deck. Right. Because it's yeah. you, if I were to put a deck with hybrid cards into it and the hybrid cards were outside of my color identity, Mox Field is going to tell me that I've done that explicitly. Any oh, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of the deck builders you. you use online will tell you. Yeah, will um, tell you. The deck builders are free. They are free resources to use. Um, I mean, they have like Patreons and such if you want to support them, but like they are free mm-hmm. to actually literally to use. And they will tell you exactly which cards are breaking which rules and you know which ones to cut. So like that's kind of the flip side for me. But I mean, really what that gets down to is like in that example i am playing the commander that i want to play and the rules committee be damned basically right (laughs) like i i I will tell someone before they started building their deck if they had that as an inkling i'm like go ahead and put hybrid cards in there i don't care i have played commander against i've played commander with a legacy deck at the pod before like oh yeah that was fun (laughs) yeah i just kind of play some magic so like I, I think from there, like, and I think a lot of players are like that, right? Because it's, again, there's never a form of commander, at least unless you're playing, you know, seedy underbelly black market commander where there's ever mm-hmm. money on the line. There's never really a tournament or anything like that. What is the value of having the rules committee there anyway, if there is this, like, there's this rule that even they will tell you to just kind of ignore their rules entirely. Mm-hmm yeah yeah and so many people do like yeah that's definitely it it makes like i i have feelings about the banned list and like i do Mm -hmm. follow it i do follow it but it's at the same time it is very much like why why (laughs) like why 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 bother actually why why do i if i ever come across a card that i want to run this technically on the banned commander list um why don't I just run it if I want to? Well, I mean, answer the question. I don't have one. I don't have one. I follow it. I follow the rules because it's a rule. And I just, um, I guess I'm a I think it's little, little wussy Josh, goody two shoes. And yeah, so Josh I just can't break a rule. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't. I follow the rules too. And I, I, you know, I follow them in the same reasons I follow any kind of arbitrary stupid rules. I'm I live off of arbitrary stupid <laughs> yeah. dumb rules just out of nowhere. Like I do understand the concept of just like, you know, mm-hmm. grab whatever, play whatever. I have a deck uh-huh. that specifically runs biorhythm, world fire, and a bunch <laughs> of unglued cards or whatever, unstable cards. But yeah. like that's the joke of the deck. If the rules committee didn't exist, I wouldn't have that deck cuz there's no joke anymore. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like and it's the same thing like with improv. It's like improv is a stupid thing where you make up dumb lies on stage in front of people, but there's mm-hmm. rules as arbitrary as they may be. Nothing stops yeah. me when I'm on stage from just, if somebody says, Hey man, 
you want to go open our refrigerator and see if there's bats in it? And I just say, no, there's no refrigerator. Like, I can do that. I can. Like, the rules don't matter. It's arbitrary. I'm not getting paid to do improv. It's fine if I just do that. Right. But yeah. I, I like, I don't think I'd like it as much if there weren't arbitrary, dumb rules. Like, if Wizards was yeah. to run the rules, I probably then wouldn't follow them. Because Wizards of the Coast <laughs> is like the police. And that they want you to trust them. <laughs> but they're only really there to hurt you consistently mm-hmm. and take advantage of you as people. <laughs> Where, like, the yeah. rules committee just sounds like, at worst, the <laughs> the rules committee is like, uh, what would you call it? Um, they're like a homeowner's association. It's just like, <laughs> look, if you're, if you're playing in the neighborhood, just make sure that, like, your porch lights are off at, like, 11. And it's like, you know what? That sucks. But at the same time, I do live here. So whatever, you're not going to come and like, you know, try to make me buy Negan in a secret layer. <laughs> like, like I, don't, yes. I don't have a problem with them. I do think mm-hmm. that like, you know, if somebody comes to me and they say, hey, can I play all of these band cards? And I would say yes, but I'm more likely to say yes because they're all band cards. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's yeah. funny to me. Uh-huh. I like the idea that they're rebels, but if no one's a rebel and everything's just free, I don't think I'd be as interested. I don't think it'd quite flow the same. It's almost like it comes back around full circle. It's like, cause I, I also really enjoy some just randomized uh, lack of decision-making. And it's mm-hmm. like with the band cards, somebody made this decision, but I truly don't always understand why. And so it almost does feel entirely random. And so it comes back around to being like, Oh, by random chance, I can't run this card. Hey, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> All right. That is, that, that is interesting. Well, and so, mm-hmm. and I'll say like to, to kind of, I think circ- to circle it back and then put a bow on the episode. We have, mm-hmm. what we haven't discussed is do we think anything will come off of the band list? Ooh, now that's think, a good question. Oh, okay. Okay. I, okay. I, I, think, I think there, I think, I yeah, think let me the open up that band philosophical thing there is why is a card banned? In an absolute sense, right? Like mm-hmm. we may we we may see individual because like the I'll say like given <laughs> given current standard the ban list for commander is pretty small. Uh, yuck yuck <laughs> yuck. But like in in a, in a conceptual sense, let's say before they have banned any given cards, what what would you what would each of you say is like this is what justifies banning a card in a format? Maybe commander specifically, maybe not. Like, what is the actual, like, what are the characteristics that you're really looking for? Because the RC has the the format philosophy, and by their argument, cards that meet what is outlined in that meet their criteria to get banned, cards that don't, don't. But, like, what would you guys say is, like, this is philosophically what makes a card worthy to be banned? I mean, it's still, it's still hard to see where the line is, but on something mm-hmm. as straightforward as, like, Ancestral Recall, where sure. it is just ludicrously efficient you get so much effect for such low cost and uh, essentially the only restriction from stopping every blue deck from running in recall is that it is a monetarily expensive card that mm-hmm. one entirely makes sense right no <laughs> well, <laughs> I, well, I don't I, have I any problem thing, with ancestral recall i think that's I, fine i think the thing there though josh because like it's like maybe you know ancestral recall is part is partially a problem because drawing cards is better than buffing a creature by three but like so then would you say that a card being efficient and in limited supply 
would make it ban worthy to make it not ancestral recall in specific, but the traits of ancestral recall so that I could like look at cards and make, Oh, like this card is probably not what I want to look for. Cause that's what the commander philosophy does is they say like, this is what we think makes fun games of commander. We would recommend when deck building and playing you, you, you know, lean into this as much as you can. You don't have to, we would recommend it. So like, if I'm actually like, if I'm trying to earnestly take that to heart, right. And I'm trying to really do that so that I have fun games of commander. Like I want to have ancestor recall. I agree. It is, limited in supply so it is ridiculously expensive and it is hyper efficient are is every card that is limited supply and just efficient ban worthy because certainly some cards on this ban list do meet that criteria but a lot don't like a yeah, lot of no, them that not, meet that criteria are not yeah. on here definitely I don't have any problem not with all ancestral of them recall way. Well, I, I it just I I, th- I would definitely say that someone, I, maybe me, it, definitely me this time, would point out that <laughs> if this was just completely read- readily available, it's a fifty cent card, it's everywhere. What what blue deck wouldn't want to draw three cards for one blue? What deck would reasonably not run this? It doesn't it doesn't what? matter. The thing about it is, is that ancestral recall in a commander deck is not mm. going to be the card that anyone's going to tutor for. It's not yeah. gonna be, like ancestral recall is is good for sure, but it's it's not like you're playing like vintage and you have mm-hmm. a four of of ancestral recalls where you can draw like twelve cards turn one to get yeah. all your black lotuses and drop it. It's in the ninety nine of a hundred cards. Uh-huh. It's it's one draw spell. And so that like, doesn't so sound I, bad to me. I, <laughs> I will say fine. that like. Like for me, I do think Ancestral Recall is bannable, but I don't qualify it the way that Josh does, at least the way that Josh does for Ancestral Recall. Well, 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 right? to be fair, I said that someone would say it in this time. It just happens to be me. And this time, this time it happened to fall on Josh. It's Green Lantern rules, but for banning cards in command. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, Daniel, what, what <laughs> yes. would you say then? Because it's I, I imagine yours may be a little bit more open than Josh's, but like what what do you would make a card ban worthy in like a general sense? Well, I think, and this is the argument about that you were saying about Urza versus something like uh, Iona. Yeah. And the reason is, is that nothing on the text of Urza is stacks. People mm-hmm. build Urza stacks. Nothing yeah. on the text of Urza is stacks. Mm-hmm. Iona is stacks on the card. Things that are stacks on the card in the command zone are going to be the ones that I think people don't want to see. It's the same thing with Leovold. Leovold mm. is literally just Notion Thief, <laughs> except in the command zone. That's a lot uh-huh. worse than someone just throwing it out. It's why I imagine that Braid's Cabal Minion is still, because it stacks in the command zone. Oh, but it's like, every player. Bra- Bra- Braids doesn't belong here. <laughs> Braids does not belong on the command I'm not disagreeing, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> I, I do understand the mentality of it, because yeah. they're... Because, for instance, like Iona Shield of Ameria. Okay, let's say that for some reason two people are playing a mono white deck. Yeah. It is not there. I can't think of any other commanders that, as soon as they hit the field, can shut off a deck entirely. There are cards like right. Vorinclex, there are cards like Elish Norn, but they come out and they still are creatures and they still exist on the board. If you're mm-hmm. Iona playing it against another white deck, or it's like a white green deck that doesn't have a, like, you know, great answers for creatures. And mm. it's just like, I'm going to shut off all the white. Like, I can't Swords to Plowshares it. I can't Damnate, or I can't, you know, Wrath of God or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, is that this card on its own 
can shut off a whole deck. Any yep. card that on its own can shut off a whole deck is bad. And then you, you yep. know, you might bring up like, yeah, well, yeah. what about Vorinclex? And it's like Vorinclex can shut you off, but at the same time, if you have like a white mana and you just swords to plowshares Vorinclex, they spend eight mana and it goes away. Iona hmm. can make that not happen. Iona is the thing that stops her from dying and stops you from playing in, mm, in that yeah. sense. And yeah. Leovold is so cheap to cast and it's so easy to just do a wheel. Like you could get Leovold out like, you know, like not even with something like, you know, Jeweled Lotus. You can yeah. get Leovold out in probably just a decently tuned deck on turn one and then wheel uh-huh. turn two. And then yeah. it's over. It's essentially over at that part. <laughs> like it's yeah. those are the ones that I think are a little too much. I think if Leovold costs like five mana, maybe it'd be different. But I think the ones that are just like a little too good at what they do. Now that's just the creatures. I yeah. don't have hardly any problems with any of the instants or sorceries <laughs> or like or... any of those kinds of things. Like if they okay. unbanned Prophet of Crufix, I would never play it and I would hate it. But like mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't think I would mind. Mm-hmm. Like it would be one of those things. It's like any other card that's annoying and good. I'd just say, oh, okay, but I don't think it should be banned. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I'm a, unless I'm assuming that some of these other cards are part of like a really simple, like one card infinite combo. Uh, then I don't know why half of these are banned. Yeah. So, so then Hmm. for you, Daniel, it's kind of like, cause, cause what Leovold and Iona are is Iona is not really efficient at nine mana, but like they are, they are resource denial in the command zone, at least as far as like what you would term as bannable for a legendary creature. Yeah. There is some form of resource denial. Like Iona is a special Hmm. case because commander is already color restricted. That's a unique thing about it. And Iona is, Iona's kind of a meta card. It, I don't think it was designed that way, but in the commander format, you know that the player has already limited their color options. There's no five color good stuff piles that you can't all see from a mile away in commander. Yeah. Every deck, you know what colors are in it. And so Iona's hmm. kind of a meta choice because you have in commander. I know what colors are in your deck before I've seen your deck and modern standard legacy, anything else. I do not. I may know what your deck is if I'm very versed in the format, but in commander, I do unequivocally because I see your commander. I know what colors you're in. And so Iona kind of gets a Iona's got meta knowledge. Iona is a metagame commander. Yeah. And Leovold is hyper efficient resource denial. And so Mm -hmm. then you would like then, I mean, by that, by that, by that ruling, then there probably are some commanders that would fit that that aren't here. And it might just be the amount of resource denial because like, it's easy to look at Leovold and Thalia and go, Leovold is definitely worse. (laughs) Like as a resource Mm -hmm. denial commander that's cheap. Well, it's it's kind of the permanence of the resource denial. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's because Iona is full stop. This, yeah. this color is out. I, I do think yeah. that people made some good calls like Paradox Engine. I would be okay with it being unbanned, but there are mm. cards that do go infinite essentially by themselves. Like Panoptic Mirror is the one that I was talking about right, with right, the right. imprint. Yeah. It's yeah. just like you play this and you happen to have an extra turn spell in hand. Mm-hmm. Y- it's over. It's the same thing with like Primetime or Primeval Titan. It has mm. a <laughs> combo that is well known in modern. It is just mm-hmm. a thing that's just once Primeval Titan hits the battlefield, yep. then it can 
go infinite or do whatever stupid thing it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like cards like that, I get, I do understand yeah. why. And maybe that's why um, there was another one I saw over here looking at this list. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, trade secrets is one that is essentially oh. just, it's one that they printed in a commander precon, which is really funny. Um, target <laughs> yes. opponent draws two cards. Then you drop to four cards and then they can repeat that process as many times as they want. It's just you and somebody else are probably drawing your whole deck. That's it. Yeah, right. That's one card that does that. Now, for cards that I think require a little bit of finagling, I don't know why they're they're banned. Like, Worldfire, if you wanted to get the kill with Worldfire, you have to have something that lets you cast Worldfire as an instant. Mm -hmm. And then you Mm -hmm. have to then cast it and then put something onto the stack uh, first. So you have to at least have like an omniscience into play which means you spent at least a bunch of resources doing that i feel the same way about like upheaval like there's cards that are just things that do stuff that might not be the most fun but it's not it's like why this not here though like biorhythm i'll never understand i wonder then daniel how do you feel about a card like grizzlebrand which is also banned because grizzlebrand isn't isn't oppressive to an opponent at least on the card all it does is it gives me a way to draw cards it's would you um, agree with this card being this card is currently banned is this the kind of card that you would go like i i get and i would approve of this card being banned i mean i don't i don't care if if grizzle ban was like <laughs> if grizzle brand was unbanned <laughs> i mean it's yeah. it's seven mana like black can ramp really quick yeah. I mm-hmm. think the issue with Grizzlebrand, and I actually think I remember when this was banned. I wouldn't care if it got unbanned, but I think sure. what people ended up doing was like, it wasn't even a thing of it being in the command zone. It was a thing of like, turn one in tomb, get it out from yeah. the 99. It's the way yeah. it's played yeah. in modern. It's you, yeah, it's you the way it's played in modern. It. If somebody had Grizzlebrand in the command zone, I'd be like, sick. But that's <laughs> not how people would be <laughs> abusing it. And, you know, people are weird about abuse. I still wouldn't mind. Like, it would be one of those situations of just like, okay, you got out the the quick grizzle brand on, like, turn two. You've won. Very good. And now we can just shuffle up and play another game. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to be, like, mad at that point. You just say, okay, well, okay, you did it. There you go. Or it's like Mm -hmm. the table sees grizzle brand and goes, okay, this is 3v1 now. Yeah, got it. Cool. Like, if grizzle brand is that much of a problem. But that's the thing, in the command zone, I don't think it would be. Sure. But it's like, if somebody Mm -hmm. gets it out, it's probably too late if they get it out, like, turn one or turn two with, like, a dark ritual entomb, exhume kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I I imagine that's that's the same thing with, like, Yogmarth's bargain. Although it's a Mm -hmm. six-man enchantment, and Black doesn't have the... Oh. I don't know, that one's weird, but yeah. Do... Okay, do... It's it's an interesting thing, because there's there's things like... um, with again specifically braids cabal minion i could i could totally feel that being banned as commander allowed in the 99 it, it sounds like you feel like the opposite way with grizzle brand do you think there could end up being a list where well it's gonna be your commander but it can't be in the 99 no they got away with it because <laughs> it's confusing for new players they want to be able to right. just look at the list and and know what's mm-hmm. up so nah. i mean you know like i said the my heart is broken that I don't get to put biorhythm in any of my decks are green and that I don't get to do world fire in any of my decks are red and that I don't get to have yeah. sway of the stars in any of my decks with blue and that I can't play a teamer deck and run all three of them. 
Um, like it's, that's a bummer for uh-huh. sure. But at the same time, there's like how many other thousands upon thousands of magic cards. It's not going to kill me to not have those three or four cards that I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to murder me. I think, I think for me on it, it's, I look at a card, um, and this is actually how I look at a thing being banned, even outside of magic. I take this approach to, uh, like a fighting game roster. I take this approach to, if we're talking about what the best band of all time is like, and my, my approach is kind of this, right? So let's say that we are having a top five dead or alive best rappers of all time discussion. And let's say that by by random chance, all of our number ones are the same. It's uh, uh, Jay-Z to the future. And we are like, <laughs> that is the great, we all get it. We all know before we even have this conversation, that is the greatest rapper of all time. It is not interesting for us to have a conversation, which all of us just agree. So we go like, okay, we're going to remove them from the conversation so that our top five can be more unique and the conversation can be more interesting. I take that approach to what I consider band worthy in a general sense. It's a card that has a ubiquitous appeal across all decks. And Hmm. I mean, honestly, that's just about it. Like it's a card that I like, I am not calling for a soul ring ban, but technically Hmm. it does fit my criteria because every deck will run soul ring. And so I like for me in my deck building, I run it less often than I think some like than I think other players who don't have a ban <laughs> against it do. And it's just for uh, me, it's like I know what a deck can do with Soul Ring. I want to see decks without it because I, I already get that. Like it's in an absolute sense, I get it. Soul Ring's powerful. You would put it in every deck for sure, for sure, of course, of course. Beautiful. But hmm. like for the love for a uh for an interest curve, I would like I would take cards like that out because we all know that that's like that's not the interesting part i'm not seeing like the interesting part of like what you can brew in the game and so i think by getting cards like that out of it you basically free up space for other cards to get play would be me now like it's so like for that ancestral recall like i mentioned earlier every deck that had access to blue would run ancestral recall so by my Mm -hmm. metric it would get banned so would diabolic tutor things like that now as a practical implementation, I think it's ridiculous because based on my ban list, eventually you would have everything except for like 17 garbage cards from Legends get played in the format. So in an ideal world, uh, and I've talked about this internally quite a bit, is my ideal ban list and like it's it's a competitive format for another game, even though Commander is more of a social format, but I think it tracks my ideal ban list for anything is the way that poke like competitive smogon pokemon works where technically speaking i think in the smogon competitive pokemon scene for people who don't play pokemon it's a video game i don't entertain that you don't know what pokemon is um there is no pokemon that is banned full stop there is a pokemon that one form of it is basically banned in every format but one but you can play it there and that's based on, and their ban list is based on pure usage. They have a tier list as well. And so like what they say is if a Pokemon, if a given Pokemon hits 5% of usage in a tier, that's the tier that it's in. It's playable in every tier above whatever tier it is, it is marked out at. 
but it is banned by defa- it is de facto banned and everything below it. So for example, mm-hmm. like if I were playing magic and soul ring, let's say at uh, to met to match magic terminology, let's say mythic tier is like full stop. Everything is legal. That's full CEDH. That's where they play and stuff like that. Soul ring is a, let's say it's a rare tier card. If I want to play with Soul Ring, then I'm just going to be playing with other decks that are also running Soul Ring. And all of us know that. I don't have to look at anybody's 99. And so I know the kind of cards that everybody's going to be playing with. I'm probably going to have a decent time. If I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with fast mana, with mana rocks like Soul Ring and probably some Lotuses and some Boxes and stuff, I would probably play it like Uncommon tier. And so I go like, I don't really want to play with stuff. I don't want to play magic that happens that fast, that efficiently. I want to play mm-hmm. some more dirtily battle cruiser kind of games. I'm going to stick to an uncommon table and I'm going to play that type of magic. That would be like my ideal sense. And that's kind of like, it's a hopeful thing for the next year is that the commander band situation moves more towards that. Cause I don't think there's anything wrong yeah. with commanders rules. Like, Color identity, commander, 99, I think that's all fine. My only problem is that people have some cards that they can't play with, even though, like, Emrakul the Aeon Storm, I don't want to sit across from that, but mm-hmm. people love playing Emrakul, and mm-hmm. I think that the, I think Emrakul <laughs> is fine if the other decks are tuned and ready for Emrakul to hit the table. Like, I don't think that right. Emrakul on its own is, like, inappropriate in commander the format. I think it's inappropriate against my tuned Kangi list. Right. And, you know, oh, I, yeah, you I, I definitely... Uh, oh yeah, yeah exactly. Peasy peasy. Um, I <laughs> and then also awesome. stifle. You also have to stifle. Oh, yes. the yes, trigger because it's a cash trigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely. Just too, that's just too blue. Yeah, I prefer <laughs> the. I prefer the idea of well, these cards aren't gone everywhere. I mean, it just depends on mm-hmm. what level you're playing at. But I definitely like. I I would hate. And I mean, just in our casual group, I don't think it would ever really come up necessarily. We'd probably sure. just play whatever for sure at that point. Um, but I would hate to have to look up and be like, okay, I, I'm i building for this level. Where is where is this card? I know it's legal at this level. Mm-hmm. Is it still legal here? I, I definitely would feel the the nuisance of having the multiple sure. lists to consider. Yeah, because how, I, I many, how many cards would it take to put you there what's the criteria like say i have like 20 cards that are played often Mm -hmm. but like the other you know 45 or not like yeah like because that's where it gets a little wonky right like that kind of percentage because pokemon is six pokemon on a roster yeah and so like what i'll say is uh it's i don't want to get too deep in the weeds because i do have an idea of how i would implement that or or rather recommend it be implemented for magic uh, that mm-hmm. I think is enough for like its own episode. So if the listeners want that, let us know. But like in, in mm-hmm. Pokemon, it's uh, it's in for a penny and for a pound. I can have a whole team of Bidoof and one Mewtwo on it. And that <laughs> team is in the tier. Like that team, that team in total is only legal in the tier of its highest tiered Pokemon. So like uh, if I were playing with a Mewtwo, even though my team is five Bidoofs, I've self-imposed that challenge. I, I did that on purpose. And I'm just playing whatever tier Mewtwo is legal in. You know, that oscillates. Sometimes that's been Uber. Sometimes that's been like uh, the terms in Pokemon are like rarely used and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But that will oscillate. And I kind of I'm stuck with there. Maybe in Magic, because it's instead of having, you know, one of six, you have, you know, of a 99. Maybe it's just like a hard number or maybe it is in for a penny and for a pound. You have one card in your deck like it's you run uh, Ancestral Recall in your deck. If you if if having that one ancestral recall is worth it for you to be in the top tier, 
if that if that's a worthwhile trade-off for you then by all means have 99 islands otherwise and one ancestral recall run that if that's what you want to do um and so i think i think that would have to get ironed out but yeah like it's uh there there's definitely a line there and i think it would just be like whatever whatever like whatever the highest tier card in your deck would probably lean towards it. That again, I gets feel like that's how it would have to work. But yeah, that, that for me, cause it, it's the same thing where it's like, uh, the example we always give is spore counter Atraxa, right? Where it's <laughs> like, it's, I appreciate that you didn't do the obvious thing, but that's never my assumption. And so it's like, if you want to play with Atraxa, Atraxa is a very powerful card. Atraxa is going to be up here. That's just kind of how Atraxa works. If you want to build spore mm-hmm. counters without Atraxa, it is certainly not as easy because you don't have access to this objectively more powerful card. And so you're playing in these other things. But if you want to run Atraxa, you then you're just building spore counters that have to be able to hang with the cards that are in kind of Atraxa's power level. And like for me, that hmm. would be a way that you could actually that for me is a potential roadmap to a commander that does not have a banned list in an, in an absolute sense where you could pick any given card from any era of magic and it would be legal somewhere. It's just, if it was like one of the Moxon, you better bring a deck that can come with it or just own a. You just have to deal with the fact that your popper deck aside from the five Moxon is probably going to get, you know, <laughs> stomped a little bit at this top tier table, but you get to play the Moxon. And if that's all you wanted to do, but it's also like, if I wanted to play my Kangi deck, I don't have to build my Kangi deck against the other Moxon. And it kind of stratifies the format a bit and lets cards like play more reliably within their kind of power level. Yeah. I, and eventually yeah. leads to, I no still, bands. I still only really see this necessarily affecting probably like CEDH. I, I just, I couldn't see it really being a big thing in, in, you know, just casual, tabletop i mean and that's that's actually i mean that's one of the things that's i think a pretty good counter is cedh specifically did ask for a card to get banned and that would be feasibly the top Mm -hmm. of the power curve and they wanted a card banned so like maybe i am just wrong so they got a ban too what card did they want banned what was it flash Flash banned oh what's flash okay all right yeah okay which is dumb and i'll abolish anything (laughs) if it gets flashback Um, (laughs) just if it I gets guess flashback, just I, I'm saying, I'm saying, keep make the rule. Flash can't be your commander, and leave it <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, That's I don't. Been a good I answer. don't. I don't know. <laughs> Did we ever answer which <laughs> which card we thought huh? would actually get unbanned? I would oh. actually get. I mean, we yeah, because I thought you, I thought you were asking. I thought yeah, that was like I, the I, impetus I, for the whole thing. Of which card you thought the thing might? Is just, if we thought anything would get unbanned. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, Braid's Cabal Minion, because she's fun. <laughs> fun. Fun card. I I think it uh, unrepentantly, and so does everyone else. So, what's going on? I want Tinker uh, back. I'm going gonna, gonna to vote uh, Coalition <laughs> Victory. Oh, right. Coalition Victory is a pretty good one. Yeah. That's the thing. Anything, let me, I will say this. Anything that costs, that costs eight or more mana, and it could potentially mm-hmm. win you the game, and it they, costs they eight to. or more yeah. mana. That Probably should not be banned. To. Yeah, even if yeah, it's Iona in the command, in command, like mm-hmm. I don't care. Like Leovold, 
that might be a little much. That's three mana. But if it costs, you know, seven, well, maybe seven's too low, but eight, nine, ten and up, unban it. Just let it yeah. be a thing that wins. Everybody always says, well, you know, eight mana spells should end the game. Like, you got plenty of them here. You just don't. You don't let them do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just let, break, let, them, let them hang well, out. Yeah. And, like, World Fire doesn't even win you the game. It doesn't. You you got to do something it, else. It ends the game, but it doesn't even win it for you. But that's the thing is, you no. know, let there be more spells that do just end the game on them. Commander goes long. That's the thing. If we don't need new ones. We got all the plenty of old ones. Just, you know. <laughs> I don't want to see some new spell that like actually wins me the game. Just unband all these ones that could potentially win mm-hmm. me the game. And unban yeah, yeah, yeah. Prophet of Crufix because I bought one now that it is banned. And as soon as it's unbanned, I'm probably going to um, uh, sell it is what I'm going to do because I don't want to <laughs> run it. But hey. I did buy one in the anticipation that it might get unbanned one day. I want hmm. to I want to bank up 12 mana and I want to cast a Day of Judgment and then I want to cast a Biorhythm. Let me do that. Let me do that. I'll allow it. <laughs> There's no reason. You know I have other ways to do a similar thing. I'll put out life and limb, and then the stupid guy that whenever a sapperling enters the battlefield, you make a forest or vice versa, and then all the forests are sapperlings. There's still infinite combos that make the game a draw, right? Mm-hmm. Let me, day of judgment, let me biorhythm after I do my day of judgment. It's less mana than the other combo. Yeah. The one thing I guess I do, because what I will say is I think the answer from the rules committee is you can just rule zero. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to. The thing is, it's like people say rules are made to be broken, but then if part of the rules is that they can be broken, what do you do? What? That's... It's paradox. The, the and that's even the rule before like the rest of the rules, right? Like yeah. what the hell? Like I can't fight with the first rule that actually shows up. You can and you can quote me on this, anyone in the show and audience. The rules committee saying that they have a banned list of cards, but then also saying that I am free to break the banned list if it's more fun for me and my playgroup is the equivalent of me going to my mommy and saying that I want chicken nuggets and she says we're having chicken and that is not the same. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's true. Real ones know what I mean. Real ones know what I mean. <laughs> I do like my nuggets. And I also do like Drew's mommy. <laughs> what the hell is that even supposed to be? What the hell is that's that? That's funny. Did we make enough good predictions, listeners at home? What are your mm. predictions for Commander, specifically the format, for the year 2021? Do you think anything crazy is going to happen? Do you think that everything is going to be just kind of nice and chill for Commander throughout that time? That's kind of what my general feeling is, is that I think we're going to be pretty, pretty Pretty okay. Um, You know, I think there'll be plenty of stuff in standard. I think there's going to be plenty of secret layers that make everybody upset. We'll talk about that kind (laughs) of stuff later because I know that's going to happen. But I think Commander, I think Commander is going to have itself a nice little nap time. Mm-hmm. this go around okay. and I after, it's gonna be nice after the year of luigi that we've just been through with all of that <laughs> said luigi, with all of that said <laughs> we have now demonstrated the loop we will move to the end step and concede 